A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hello, signers. I was about to start <laughs> normal, but we're not starting normal today. Nothing's nothing's normal. We just wanted to check in um, before this week's episode because um, the world is a different place right now, and we wanted to account for that and and not let you guys think that we were just uh, carrying on as usual. <laughs> Can you imagine? I was like, what happened? Oh, sorry. Well, I don't really stay abreast on things that are just just huge human rights violations but all the podcasts that came out on friday like you know how you upload it early yes Uh like they clearly got uploaded without them seeing what had happened in the news yet and it was so unsettling that's why i'm really glad Mm -hmm. we decided to do this just because it's like um are you guys intentionally ignoring this or like look the do same thing we missed it scheduled scheduled social media posts too you can tell this was already in the chamber i know no no judgment on anybody who had a 9 a.m post ready to go (laughs) like and and the same thing too was i feel like (laughs) this is just an aside but like so much content dropped that day too like imagine my my friend is like worked on the advertising team for the elvis movie (laughs) <laughs> can you mm-hmm. like can you just imagine that like war room of like hmm well how much do we push elvis today and same like tim heidecker had a new album he's like this is weird uh the john berlant kate or john berlant oh my god john early kate berlant special did soothe my soul but it, it's you have to like uh, if we're gonna live in a fascist state then the day you drop it media right. that should be fine we all should be having a fun carefree life we all should be sustainable and we all have all the resources and education where no one 
should be hungry and no one should be struggling. But here we are because capitalism, uh, like, I mean, where everyone's mad, I'm sorry, this is a rant of madness because it sucks. And uh, I'm just angry. Yeah, we're we're all angry. Obviously, there's a ton (laughs) of issues that have sparked from this last couple few Supreme Court rulings that have just come through, um, some which were just put through without anyone requesting them, which is also very telling of what's to come. Um, But we also want to offer you guys um, resources. We are not activists as much as we care and try to do as much as we can. Um, We're not professional activists, I should say, and we're not doctors and we're not therapists, Um, but we are people who care and we are active in our communities and we do vote and we do have a list of resources that we've posted on our social media um, as far as abortion care goes. So that's definitely something to check out. Also places to look if you don't need an abortion, but care about these things and want to donate to places that are offering safe care to women, those places could also be a good place to donate. Yeah. And I think I, you know, I agree where, while we are not professional activists, this is definitely a time when I think we all are feeling called to do whatever it is that we can. And, and, um, a reminder that there are people that have been doing this work and there are systems in place. And while it might feel kind of heavy and hopeless right now, this is not the time for us to, um, not do anything. This is, this is very much, it feels like a beginning of something. And, um, you know, me, I trend, I tend to be, um, a bit more optimistic, not feeling that way as of today, but also feeling encouraged knowing that we have, um, incredible communities, um, in place and people, like I said, that have been doing this work that have been warning us about this happening. And so there is not, um, it's not hopeless. We, we have each other and that's, who's going to get, get things done. So I hope that, um, we help guide you in in a direction to feel that way, um, with these resources, with finding people that have already been doing this work that have the insight that we cannot provide while we can provide some, some fuel and some fire and, and some, you know, getting getting you angry and excited whatever whatever that is um uh finding local places finding things in your community reaching out to your friends and and family and supporting each other because i think that is is definitely regardless of what happens next the only way that we will get through this is with with each other and and um for each other so uh holding holding you all close in this uncertain scary heavy time um and know that we will be okay because we because it's the only way to 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 keep going you know i also want to encourage you um, especially marginalized folks, women, non-binary, queer people, trans people, people of color, if I missed any, you too, um, take up space. It's okay. Like as someone who works in service and I saw on Friday, so many women going through personal stuff, not like the world stuff, but like actual personal issues and trying to like let people like move around them and whatever. It's okay to take up space. Like, don't let these like, you know, politicians take up more space. Your stuff is important. Even if you're, you know, like this, 
this stuff might be piling on you right now. There's other mm-hmm. stuff going on in the world. So don't forget that it's okay. Don't, don't make yourself small. Don't isolate yourself. Find friendship, find community. It's important to talk to other people. It's important to find like-minded people so that you feel supported too. Not just like, you know, not just get the support, but actually feel supported. Yes. And from a logistic standpoint, if you are in a state in the United States where your abortion rights have been limited and restricted, um, just 11th house advice here, please get a VPN for your internet so you can research how to hopefully get to other states that have this access. We will get you your abortion. Like you're going to get your abortion. There is mail in pill options. Uh, there are people who have been doing this, like Julia said, for a long time that have those resources. Be, I would just be mindful of your internet privacy if you yes. are in those states that are restricted. And same if you are a person in a state with less restrictions, if you're going to offer your services, I would contact the people that have been running these um, operations, underground railroads, if you will, so you can stay safe too. Because, you know, like, it's fascism. We're in fascism right now. It, there's really no cute words about it. And we've like, we've seen that we are a, a community and world of love and progressiveness and sustainability. And guess who gets loud and scared and, and wields their fucking power when they see what the world can be is people like this in the Supreme Court. And it's because everyone, we're, cause we're on the path to like love and freedom. So this is, this is, of course, a natural reaction to this. And it's horrible and it's abuse of power. And I, I pray our government will do something. Of course, vote, but that's not going to be the only thing. But there are, we'll get your abortion. This is a pro-abortion podcast if you didn't already know this. So um, Jesus fucking Christ, just we'll, we'll get you there. And if finances or those things are, you know, there, there are resources to help people get to these other places and be have the places to stay and have the the means to get there. So, you know, hope is not lost. It's just going to sadly take even more work and we'll, fi- we'll figure it out. We'll go we've done to it before. Pl- we'll do it again. Go to the places where the people are trained to do this. That's yes. the, yes. that's the, what we're urging yes. you to do. Try. I know it's scary, especially if you're young or you don't want to tell your parents or whatever. We've all been through that. Like, Go Mm -hmm. to the places where they're trained to do it correctly. Go to the places where they're trained to get you help without legal consequence. Go to the places where they're trained to get you your procedure without medical consequences. Like, let's get this done safely and effectively and hopefully like in a way that feels supportive emotionally, too. Yeah. And let it let it be known that we are interested in using this platform as a way to help and support as well, which is why we're doing this intro. If you are um, a practitioner, if you are a, uh, if you run an abortion fund, anything like that, and you have suggestions for who we can be referring people to anything like that, please share that with us. Um, however, we can be, you know, like Lisa said, we are not, we are not therapists and we are not doctors. However, if this is a place where we can be shouting things out, if we can be sharing um, funds, and services that have that are of help uh please please direct us in that in that way um and also we'll always reshare a link we'll yeah. always support we'll always bump your, what you need 
um, we've done this before. <laughs> we'll, we will do it again. Unfortunately, it's important and it's important. It's and if important you, to us for a long time. If you are someone else who, who has a platform, we encourage you to do the same. If this is something that is important to you. Also, if you are, um, in a, in a place where thankfully, you know, we are here in California and, and that is of some comfort. If you are in a place where, where abortion is still legal, um, donate money, find a fund that you can give regularly to a little, anything, anything helps, um, figure out if we, can, we're, we're just going to have to keep talking to each other and listening to each other, finding out what, um, what people need and who has the skills that we can help. I think this is a really, um, something that astrology I think is really useful for is kind of finding out what, resources you have internally and and skills that you have that can utilize and so while some of the things while we might not be directly um working with abortion <laughs> facilitating and providing and funds and things like that um we're gonna need lawyers we're gonna need drivers we're gonna need um you know, data organizers, we're going to need everybody in this. And I think that if astrology has helped you figure out things that you are good at, we need to be sharing that with each other and supporting each other in, in using everything we've got for this, because it's a worthwhile fight and it's only going to lead to more love and, and agency for everyone involved. So there are no net negatives to us, you know, finding each other, relying on each other and building structures that make us all feel like we are putting ourselves to the best possible use. So um, even if, even if you feel like it's, you're not directly in there, there's, there's ways for us to all get involved. We're all here at this moment. And, and while it might again, feel heavy, it's a time for us to to use the work that we've been doing on ourselves to make the world a better place. Is that not what we all got into this for? Like, this is, this is the call. And I hope that we're all ready to, to, to pick up that fucking phone. Like we were saying yeah. before too, this isn't just about women. This isn't just about marginalized groups. This affects everybody. It affects privacy laws. It, it sets precedents for who knows what kind of stuff going forward. So even if you are, and I know we have male listeners and I know you, you fall more on the, uh, you know, obviously like on our side spectrum, but this could affect you personally too. So don't forget that, um, it's important and to fight for yourself and to fight for other people that are like-minded. Yes. And I don't think we'll have, I don't know if we'll have interest for other episodes, the, cause it's been summer. We've been like cranked to an 11 in our personal lives. So the next possibly few episodes might, I think are recorded pre um, June 24th. So I don't know if you're just a heads up, but it's, I don't know. I'm like, at yes. a we're like, here and we'll, we'll we, update us. We're as here. It's, it's in our minds. We we're aware it's uh, depressing as fuck. Uh, and we're all allowed to take our grief days, our sad days, our, you know, just, and then we got to come back. That's all like, you know, we can't let them, we, we can't give in. Well, that yep. we won't. We keep it's, showing up. We need abortion. We've always had abortion. We're going to get, yeah, like, we're going to have abortion. We're always going to have, we're, we're going to have abortion. You Christian fascist fuckwads. But anyways, yeah. Um, abortion's a rule. You don't need a sob story to have one. They're fucking healthcare. Jesus Whatever your reason is valid. And we trust trust that you made the decision that's right for you. Um, Also, if you, yeah. Also just like, 
we love you hugs this is a hard and heavy time and um if this is also a place where you come to find some relief if that's a way that we're serving you as well um i hope these next I hope three episodes are nice. for you yeah yeah yes. I hope, then I we'll hope be depressed that, after that when we start recording <laughs> yeah i hope that at the very least we can be a bright spot in your day and and um give you a moment's peace <laughs> yeah we'll we'll provide the humor during these dare we say unprecedented times but we're you know this isn't this shit ain't funny it sucks we're mad we're with you i love abortions every almost everyone i know has gotten one they're normal these fucking losers i hate them and and they're crooks this is just crooked uh anyways i can go on We'll have a, we can talk about US politics another time, but we love you. We'll put as many resources as we can. We will um, update. Please share them with us as well. Like we said, we want to, we want to facilitate information and making sure that um, we're getting people where they need to go. We, please yeah. stay safe. Please get your abortion and please reach out for help if you are feeling that you need it. We are here. You can always email us. Worst case scenario, we'll do what we can. And fuck. Yeah, we love you. Keep showing up. Um, we're here for you. We're here for each other. And we're going to get through this. Uh, enjoy this week's episode. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the one who has it all of this podcast. Oh, hell yeah. The one who has it all. You can have it all. You can have it all. And we're here to teach you how. In this six-week course brought to you by What's Your Sign podcast for a low, low rate of $9.99.99 per week, you can learn about you're rising, you're descending, you're icy, you're MC. Uh, what if we just pivoted to an, an MLM? Thoughts? I would love I it. I think that is kind of the natural I next. I feel that we need the money. Yeah. <laughs> in, in this in this economy? I feel that is getting harder and harder to live. <laughs> oh my. It truly is. It is getting harder and harder to live. I mean, I just went to the grocery store. Oof. We, all, we all know what that's about right now mm. what the fuck mm-hmm. what what the fuck the gas what the, i mean i do need to re-listen to our uranus taurus episode because did well, was women's this all rights not... is definitely a thing too yes. i mean for uranus taurus like rights of women getting taken away mm-hmm. and um we're definitely seeing that like I think it was ann ortley this week mentioned mm-hmm. like they're building the like gates around the 
Supreme Court. Supreme Court, like there that means they're gonna make an announcement soon that we're not gonna like. Like, I mean, that's not certain, also. I no, mean, yeah, hope, I was I like, not, I guess but... there is a reality in which they are just building the gates to block out whomever whichever so, one side will always be upset and maybe right, you know, but that means they're but... gonna make a call soon. I know. So who knows? But yeah. Gross. And just goes with sort of like what you just said. Julia, of that flip of well, one side's going to be mad. It's like, yeah, that's that Taurus too, where it's like, I'm really strongly holding on to the things that I believe in, even if everyone is digging their heels and screaming, why the fuck are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, just continually, <laughs> continuing to live through insane world events. But the most wildly insane one was Lisa's bachelorette party, which was yeah. probably, <laughs> which was a light in a light in the world and more fun than pumping up gas and going to the grocery store thank you guys so much for everything you made it so special and fun and I was so glad you got to meet my cousins and I think at least one of them listens to the show both of them and so I'm sure they were excited to meet you too and just my cousins were cool yeah I always forget how those pre-wedding festivities are good because I'm like, oh, right, I'm going to see you all at the wedding and yeah. we're going to have that batch inside joke mm-hmm. energy or, you know, the people I wanted to get to know better, I do know a little better now. Like all that stuff. It's so good for that ritual of, of um, yes. coming together and drinking a lot of wine. <laughs> yes. It's also good because now you can go like, oh, you can introduce on Lisa's behalf and that thing because now you have a connection to these people and you can help make the vibe like Mm -hmm. yeah all of those things are all I think just about it is always I love meeting other people's like friends I mean I feel like in this one I there was only only one person that I had not met previously but I also love I love meeting other people who had you oh yeah you met Laura Lee I I met Laura Lee I was was the only one yeah and I also feel like the fun part well, it, to me, obviously, but maybe maybe for everyone, because I did include a guy, which I think is fun, but I, it still was like the most feminine experience I've ever had. Like, it still didn't feel like tamped back or like, I don't know. I just, no. I felt like, oh, this is cool. I, it was like a good reminder to me that like those things that we talk about are not binary like they can exist in whatever way you can still be feminine in a masculine space you can still like all those things that we like talk about but we don't always put into practice because I work in all like you know male dominated spaces so like you forget that sometimes you're like no you can still be like sweet and soft people will still appreciate that shout out Gemini King Brendan Cooney he gets shouted out on this podcast I feel like often every episode I mean truly the only straight man I've ever known to go to both bachelor and bachelorette party a true as a as a bachelorette as a bachelor vet I call myself uh (laughs) that's unprecedented and he really handled it I do feel like you know at times I was like this guy must be terrified right now but also he was I I feel like he had a great time and he was a good sport. And I feel like he also like learned some things. Oh, oh 100%. Him a lot of stuff. <laughs> I think he mostly learned things. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is that like, it's so funny because I think that there is something about like, 
non-scary straight men. <laughs> well, yes, but there's also the like can exist and men take note. Don't be creepy and just be a cool person to hang out with. I feel like it's rare when there's a straight man in a situation where there are more women where it's not like, I don't know, like just, just by virtue of there being mostly women, we kind of had the power and the control and the, and how that kind of is like, I don't know. I don't think a lot of straight men put themselves in that situation to be, to even relinquish yeah, control totally. in that way to find out things. But I'm like, it's fun and it's silly. And like, you're never, there's like not an opportunity to see the women in your life. I feel like in this way very often, because you don't get invited to that because you're going to go, Oh, that's dumb. Or you're being, Oh, why are we doing this? They're going to complain about going on a, you know, whatever, wearing the shirt that we he wore get. the matching yeah, t-shirt. Like, we talked about cocks quite a bit, but there was never that moment to justify men. And I think I've had that with my, my gay boyfriends. Sometimes we're like, well, here's this thing about men. And I'm like, no, actually <laughs> this is like seven women talking about this assault or things that are tough or things, or sometimes things that are funny and just not having to, I don't, it's the holding space of it all. Mm-hmm. Well, I also, it's like a tact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a tact thing where I'm like, it's you like, been raised in a way where you don't want to make people uncomfortable regardless of the situation even if it means that you're you know holding back on because he's texted me a bunch of times like for our bridal party stuff and been like I've been trying really hard not to make jokes in the thing because I know that's not what it's for but like I had to say this or whatever and they're just like (laughs) stupid things that you know kind of derail a conversation but are funny and it's like knowing that you shouldn't do that there it's not about that is not about gender or being in a place with people of a different gender that is just like knowing this isn't the place for this or whatever and I do think just generally he has always kind of had that um he also is just one that if he's like if he thinks something weird he'll just be quiet which is like what we should all be doing Mm -hmm. if you're like Mm -hmm. at someone's house and you don't like dinner just shut the fuck up you don't Mm -hmm. have to point it out you don't have to finish your plate move some Mm -hmm. stuff around and shut the hell up that they, you know, cooked this Kobe beef well or whatever. You know what I mean? That's whatever. This rising sign. Uh, Aries. I think Aries. Gemini um, moon, Gemini sun, Aries rising. Letting it be maybe yeah. something we might not correlate with those signs naturally. But that's that I appreciated that energy. And, you know, we just got book. What can you say? Well, case yeah. closed. Yeah, it was so fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I had You're so welcome. much fun. Oh, it's only and it's only and it's only just begun. And the I can't wait because I'll wear that shirt dress every day. I'm so excited. I know. We got all the gear. Yeah. We, we are in wine country, just drinking a lot of wine. It up. <laughs> I continue that at home. I drink some of the bottles I bought last night because I just didn't want to I didn't want to stop that train. I love those central coast wines i think they're really good i know they're not like the fucking uh you know whatever it's not zagat but whatever wine rating things are i also that was the reason why i initially said who can have it all because i did feel so grateful over the weekend and it made me think of all the things in my life not just with friends and not just but family and work and you know it made me it gave me all of those reminders of like you can have everything and you have, you do have support and like those Aww. in that way. And I think with these houses, though, that's the thing that I think comes up, which is because 
talking about the angular houses, they're the houses that are on those angles um, of, like Stevie said at the beginning, the ascendant, midheaven, I see, and descendant. And it's those things that we find so important in our lives, the, the things that you're told you can't have at all. You know, you can't like have good skin and a family and a husband and a career. And like, that's what we're told. And it's those, that's why those things, because they feel so important. That's why they're on those lines, I guess. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's interesting. That's making me think now of, um, I think it's another element of looking at a natal chart too, of where someone might have a lot of angular house, you know, planets and angular houses, you know, versus the other one, which we'll have other episodes on those two. And we'll get into it. I'm sure we'll reference them, but I'm, my mom always says that of if career friends and love is good, then money's bad. Or if this, mm-hmm. this, this is good, then this is bad. And I'm like, I gotta look at this bitch's <laughs> angular houses. Cause I think that, yeah, it can, I don't know. There's, I don't, it, it gets in that complicated, like manifesto. And it's like, yeah, it's hard to balance it all because as we see in astrology and these 12 houses and all these planets, there's so much going on in our lives from health to babies, to art, like life is full. And if you're lucky, it's really full and really, I think, but supported is like a nice keyword. And I think angular also came back to a lot of talk of self, right? Like how we're kind of choosing to assert ourselves in these very kind of key spaces of life that do a kind of have a domino effect of other stuff that comes from it too. I mean, they're the ones that are generally, I mean, they're definitely opposition to each other and generally square to sometimes people have those skinnier or thick ones where they're not exactly, but um, so it is going to have that same square or opposition feeling to all those things, you know, like, and I guess that's part of our social lexicon of like, it's hard to have a family and a career because those two things, like even in astrology are considered opposites and that doesn't mean you can't do both it's just figuring out what the push pull is to make them both work and I think with all four it's even you know more difficult well I think too it's interesting the phrasing even of have it all and it's like you have I think this lends itself to the house discussions too because it's like we have all of the chart we have all of the houses at all times none of it ever leaves your chart um, but there's like going to be different focus. And I think thinking of like, oh yeah, well, friends are good and family's good and romance is good. Money's bad. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're probably spending money going to events. You're buying things for the people in your life where it's like, what do you need? Not what do you need money for? But it's like, well, what, like, what, do you, what is bad about it? You don't, you don't have it in this moment. Of course, it's going to all of these things. I think that idea of like nothing, like you were saying, Lisa, of these oppositions and squares where it's like nothing is one, like one at a time or all together in those same like thing, but they're all still there. You don't like lose any of it. There's just the different focal points or, or just kind of, you know, when you're at home, you're not also at work unless you work from home, but that's a different, you know, even that is a, you know, different yeah, kind even of that balance. is a different kind of thing, and, but it is just you know, a hellish one of that. Yes. It's simple. It's not that it's like gone and you can't go there too. It's like, can you leave the house and also live in a house? Yeah. It's not like you, once you leave the house, I mean, for most people, uh, that your house will be there when you get back. What this angular specifically made me think of, I did a lot of reading for this one, um, is 
thinking about how, cause I think houses are like the conceptual thing that people have the most difficulty with, um, because they are a thing that like, doesn't move the same way. And it's like something that everyone has, but they're dip because they have different signs. It feels like they're supposed to be different, but the houses themselves never change. And thinking about that as like, the angular houses, no matter what sign is on the cusp of them, they are always things that are like the structure of our personality. Whether there are planets in those houses or not, these are the anchors. These are related to the horizon line, the divisions of like the physical earth to there. It's not just like, oh, it's the house. It's this area of life or whatever. It's like, no, this is the scaffolding that creates like where, where even like, day and night begins thinking of the horizon line thinking of like past present visible invisible you uh, us and we how private public whatever all of those things are only are created by those divisions of the angular houses themselves so we have to set some sort of like okay this is the line however arbitrary it may be it still is like the line that was divided so if you live you know thinking of i lived in a neighborhood where if you lived on one side of this one street you went to one school you went to you lived on the other side you went to another one even though they were a stone's throw away from each other now that is like a fundamental dividing line that sets up what what school you went to therefore what friends you're going to be or whatever so it's like it has nothing to do necessarily then you add the layer of planetary focus of what sign is there that adds color but all I think thinking about the houses is kind of like separate from the signs and the planets themselves also adds this thing of like just literally what is the structure of your house like what are the yeah does that make sense is that too wandering no I I think well I you know it bears repeating that just because you don't have a planet in one of these angular houses doesn't well I backtrack already it does matter because it is said that plant possibly planets in angular houses might have more oomph because some astrologers would say that these are very important houses. This is your rising, your icy, your descendant, and your midheaven. This is the self, the home, your relationships and career in very, very simplified terms. Uh, there was a good website. And I also like that it was very like anciently designed uh, from Bob Mark's astrology just talking about them being the action houses. This is how we're connecting with reality is a pull quote too. Cause it is in that rising sign, you know, we hear of, of that first impression, but it's really how we're approaching the world. Like we're, that's how we're going out. And the same thing with building um, that home sort of thing. Uh, There was a funny, I just want to read this from Bob Marks because it was, there was a thing about the first house that I really liked where it was this impression that, you know, people might see on you, but it can go beyond that. It shows how we begin anything. It's like the first step of anything. And they have this example of, for instance, someone with an Aries rising might tend to, you know, charge right in while Taurus rising might take their time and build up momentum. And I love this one. A Leo rising will get someone else to do it for them. Probably some poor soul with a Virgo rising <laughs> was like, <laughs> was the review. But also just thinking of, you know, and we also have, um, you know, we'll talk about the other ones with Secedent and Cadent, but uh, there's this one website, TransferMind, that broke down Angular as what we're doing out here. Secedent is what we then collect from the things that we do. And Cadent is then what we release after we've like did it, got it. Now what do we, and then what do we go repurpose it? And I kind of mm-hmm. like thinking of that because I, I do think just the themes of the houses 
make sense in that way. But if you do have questions on those, how do I go do something? I think looking at the house is then, you know, the ruling planet of that house or what planets happen to be in that house uh, can give us a lot of insight on, I mean, we were doing, I'm, and maybe they'll come back. You know, we were doing the angles readings because they're really important. They, I think they really do hit a lot of the key touchstone realms of life that people typically look for when we go to astrology of like, what the fuck am I doing? Where am I living? Who the hell am I going to lock it down with? And what should I go out there and actually go do? Wikipedia uh, was, it was just mentioning, you know, the, the angles. And then it's, it talks about the first one as our appearance and how we behave like the ascendant. And I just, I never really heard of it as like how we behave before. I know we've like said the mask you wear and stuff. Um, but I think it is a lot more how you behave because it is how you behave is also that the same thing we we're talking about with Brendan, where it's like, that's like holding back from saying something you think it's also deciding when is the time to say something or how, what do I wear to this thing? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, how much makeup or all that is like, those are behaviors. They're not like, it's not a mask you don every day. It's just like, yeah, I've decided I'm going to cut you off in traffic today because, you know, for whatever reason, um, and those reasons maybe find elsewhere found elsewhere in the chart. But I think that's really interesting. And I also think with like the, what Julia was saying about like arbitrary lines and all that, I really relate to that because I have such a late degree rising that like, I've never really found horoscopes useful until like I started studying astrology because when astrologers use whole sign, those planets are not transiting the same houses as they are in my chart. So, you know, if I read Gemini, it's actually more likely that those, that stuff will come up for me that month or that week, because I'm much closer to a zero degree Gemini rising than I am to almost any other degree of Taurus. You know, I'm only four degrees from the end there. And especially if you're like a 29, you know, I can't imagine how arbitrary that stuff must feel because it's like, well, you're at the end of the thing. And most astrologers, when reading for groups of people, can only do it by whole sign because otherwise, you know, it doesn't really track. And yeah, of course, some of that stuff is still going to cross my sun and other planets. So I find it like informative to read both. But again, like you were saying, it does kind of feel like arbitrary because the, the, I'm not experiencing the same theme of other people. Cause it's not going through that. Like Mercury's transiting something in my first house. It's not really transiting Taurus. It's transiting Gemini. So I'm not getting the same like theme that I don't know, other people yeah. with the same rising are, if that makes sense. Yes. I love you saying it as behavior too, because I think if we think about the houses and the angular houses specifically as those like structural fundamental things, it is to me thinking of how you enter different literal people's houses if we're thinking of those angles as doorways into a space where you would both decorate there's like outside doorway signification there's like a door that has you know the name of the business on it or whatever which is very like seventh house tenth house to me of like 
you know, boss, this is my, this is the door for you. But also like, who are you when you are meeting people for the first time that you don't know when you're by yourself, how do you introduce yourself? How do you introduce someone else in relationship to you? How do you walk into like a home or somewhere where you feel very comfortable and private is even just you, ring the doorbell versus text yes, and I'm here. Yes, exactly. Or just walk in. Are you a knock, knock? Hi, hello. Are you whatever? Like how, how do you enter spaces? And again, those are things that I think are colored by your angular houses, whether or not you have planets there. If you also have planets there, then we also see, oh, okay, this is maybe like the why, what, how does that look? I have Neptune on the IC. I'm someone who like, I just thought about this now where I'm like, my parents used to not lock our front door all the time, which to me is like, very, uh, you know, bad, not, not bad boundaries, but like open door. There's no, there's no separation between home and outside kind of walk, right, walk right in sort of thing. But that's not how other people, you know, have, have grown up or, or leave their fourth house stuff open to people. 10th, you know, all of those things of it just being, um, things that you didn't necessarily, choose either, but have still been fundamental in your upbringing. The same way you can't choose who your parents were, where you grew up, who was in relationship to you that like uh, founded those patterns and things like that. Or, or even how we like what you're saying, like maybe come off or the things that we just might be naturally seen for or talented or have the Mm -hmm. gifts or the other people that are really attracted to us too. There is, you know, we're hitting and doing it, but it is sort of this called to it's just like what we're out and hitting doing and I should say just to correct myself a bit it's you often gonna have your rising descendant IC MC depending on your house system but we're talking about the first fourth seventh and tenth house overall but like most of the like nine times out of ten that's gonna include those things depending on your chart your house system and I think for this conversation specifically, we keep it to that as well, because we're not we'll necessarily talking about, I mean, we are, but that's, I think what makes houses confusing because there are these different ways that we classify houses because they are the things that don't move around. And one of the phrases that I liked um, from this book that I am reading, that's like not really a book, but it's a little uh, like that self-bound pamphlet thing. Robert Jansky, Selected Topics in Astrology, talked about how there are several ways to think about how we would group houses the same way that we regroup the signs in element mode and quality, um, that angular succeeded and cadent is only one way that we could kind of classify the houses. And those are classified because of their relationship to the angles themselves. This is not so much about the house topics as they are thinking of them structurally in how they create the structure of our chart. And so I think that that is, again, how maybe that's a little abstract, but I think no, it is it's, mo- it's because we it's have like modality. Hemispheres. Yeah. It's Everybody knows the hemispheres and stuff too. There are ways yes. that we we've talked about relational and those kind of things as well. And I think this is one of the places in our chart where we do just say as much as, you know, Robert Hand, um, I was reading horoscope symbols as well to get some sense of, of angular houses. And he just always goes real tangenty, Sag. Um, I love it. Um, but was talking about how, you know, and we see this in astrology all the time where so many things are defined by their opposite as well as their themselves. So it becomes this kind of like Ouroboros way to describe things, but he was talking about the way that we just kind of naturally, even like when we say I'm thinking about myself, those are two like divisions of the outside and the inside kind of observing or 
the observer and the being, we always have these sort of things. And those angular houses are where we does like where we make those designations of like visible above the hemisphere, invisible below the hemisphere, you know, future thinking, past thinking, all of all of those sorts of things. So I think really angular um, is a good place to start thinking about the houses outside of the signs themselves and where what I mean, you will look obviously you will look to the signs, but um, something else that I found interesting in this horoscope symbols, and I think that we have talked about him before. I really want to read these studies. Um, uh, a statistician, a French statistician named Michel Gauquin, um, set out to disprove astrology and ended up just doing a bunch of getting a bunch of stats that also kind of proved astrology. And one of the things that he looked at Classic. a lot, um, was, looking to see if planets near the angles had strong determining effect on profession. And at first they said that, yes, it did. Um, but it was clarified more to say like the larger sample that they used was a lot of people like Mars near an angle was people who were like really excelled in sports or were often champions. Jupiter near an angle often was actors, science, um, scientists often had Saturn near an angle, um, which again, we would say, we would say if we were like looking at that. Um, but one of the clarifications that they made was uh, this is reading directly later the tests indicated it was not profession that the angular planets seemed to be determining but dominant psychological traits which would in turn predispose people to success in certain professions so uh and then he was saying thus uh like famous people with an angular mars had biographies containing a high frequency of words like active eager reckless courageous those with an angular jupiter were characterized as good humored likable those with angular saturn reserve conscientious etc etc so that idea of it being like it's not a determinant saying oh if you have an angular mars you're going to be an athlete but more like those are fundamental qualities that create the structure of both your psychological and physical being uh that like probably probably an angular mars meant that like you had to be outside a lot as a kid. like you were very active as a kid and maybe that was a thing that you didn't necessarily like doing but that was a thing that was enforced on you at home and therefore became a defining feature of your of your psychological upbringing, whether you wanted to or not. Um, another thing that they mentioned um, in this was a lack of angular planets does not seem to indicate a lack of anything in the chart. When they are present, they color people's entire personalities and may be uh, found in just about every form of behavior and activity that is important to them. So it's like, I think, whenever we're talking about houses too, the kind of empty house, Stevie, you said this at the beginning too, of like, just because there isn't something there does not mean that that cusp sign on your angular house is not still fundamental to your psychology and existence. So if you don't have angular planets, don't think you're not going to be a champion, a performer, whatever, whatever it is. It just, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. Well, it's just the kind of like the cut, the shade, the specific shade of blue that we're looking at versus another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that kept kind of coming up is I think, and when we get to the other clusters of houses, we'll, we'll, we'll tune back in. But from what I'm reading and what I've heard from getting readings is that angular houses do have a lot of punch, whether you have planets or not, but if you happen to have planets there, I think they might almost be almost chart ruler esque. Like, I feel like you're, you might feel those 
ones a little more keyed up or um yeah just even reading about angular being these sort of very back to this bob marks guy like the here and now stuff right the ascendant meeting people the home space the relationships that i've seen also i maybe we've talked about this before but it was a good reminder for me that seventh house can be open enemies which i thought was um i feel like 12th house always just gets that you know the people fucking with you obviously more behind the scenes but also seventh house can be the people fucking with you more uh to your face so i mean um, what as someone who's getting married in less than 30 days what is a spouse but not an open you're, enemy you're open enemy <laughs> <laughs> it's true i mean not your it is a it is an oppositional adversarial relationship it is and not because mm-hmm. it's not because it is aggressive or you know that sort of thing but you are it is the dividing line between like me and we or whatever those things of like it is the thing that dis- sets the distinction and therefore creates a opposition it's behave it is behavioral too if we go back to the behaviors of and soulmate sounds a little too close to cellmate am i right everybody put it on a t-shirt ball and chain will be sold ever in heard every of rehoboth beach beach shop for the rest of all eternity look we're it. hurting for money i'm gonna turn to a drop shipping lifestyle that's I love my it. that's my angular like well what's what's happening in y'all's angular houses any any awakening thoughts feelings planets there that shook you to your core well i have jupiter it's not in the angular house but it is um about it's seven degrees from the rising um and then yeah maybe and robert hand says 7.5 degrees on either side of an angle and also there was some there were some um uh i like didn't highlight it but in those same uh gawklin uh trials they also found that ones that were actually in the cadent houses meaning on the other side in 12 6 and 3 were almost as juicy as in the angular house as what like in terms of their effect on angles so okay Mm. i do have that i have venus in the first and i have mars um pretty tightly conjunct the midheaven um pluto a little bit out further out from my descendant but it's still there i would say let's see i'm really bad at math i'm sorry <laughs> 15 i think is what it is i'm really bad at uh, subtraction you know what addition yeah. multiplication excellent okay. division subtraction i don't know why maybe it's a scarcity thing i believe it never minus me Okay, that's interesting thinking of this plus or minus. And then of course thinking of it, I've had my I use plastis, but I've had my hat had my chart spread in, in whole sign in. Sometimes, you know, with astrology, I feel like don't we all just look at everything <laughs> just to see like, well, maybe this will fit this. But yeah, I mean I'm my my moon right on my on my tenth house. Um, but now I'm looking at all my cap stuff, like it's hovering my sixth house line. So it feels it feels pretty prominent prominent in there but those are my main pl- i also have a zero degree fourth house and tenth house and i think about that quite often <laughs> like mm-hmm. i feel like those do seem to you know be at play and i i don't know if other cancer risings ha- relate but i feel like i always trauma bond well that's just cancers for us but we, i feel like i very much trauma bond over our libra i see because i feel like too many of us have been the mediator too many times in family life 
home life, friend life, like all the, just that holding space sort of thing. So I think of that being really amplified in that angular sort of way. Um, well, if you think of that too, of that being that zero degree and not necessarily having a planet there being a thing that it is not that you are, not to say that you are not a good mediator, but being a mediator was not something that you are gifted with. It is something that you were tasked with. Oh, it was assigned it. based Absolutely. on your upbringing. And I think at zero degrees, that very much is that like, okay, we'll mediate or don't survive or whatever. Like this is the, mm -hmm. you know, initial zero degrees of a cardinal sign is like, someone has to step up and start this thing or else we will, or else we're not going to keep it pushing and having that zero degrees Libra, I think they're being like, yeah. And then opposite that zero degrees areas of being like, if I don't get myself out of this, then I never, no one else will. Mm -hmm. And so it not and necessarily being a place where you're like, I have juice and joy and ability and, and context, but it is something that's still fundamental and has pushed you and, and, uh, led to the life that you live today. Would you not agree? <laughs> you know? Oh, honey, I agree. And also that's a good reminder too, that we do call the angular houses, the cardinal houses, not that they, that mean, I just happen to have a car, a cardinal rising. So all my, my, my first, fourth, et cetera, are cardinal. But I do think all those things that you said are absolutely correct because I don't want people to come tell me their whole life story and feel like they know me as a cancer rising, but alas, that happens. I don't want to play the mediator, but alas, that happens in a relationship. I am the boss. Usually not my, not my choice. And same with, with career stuff of like the ending up in the leadership roles. Yeah. Again, not my necessarily choice, but do they feel like things that either come naturally or seem to happen or where, where they typically tend to fall? Yes. Does that mean I have to play those roles my entire life? No, but it's, I think that's interesting stuff to always reflect on with the ACIC, ACIC, DCMC of what, like the jobs and the roles and the positions were, were put in a lot of the time and how mm -hmm. those can tend to be true. Um, you know, astrology, she does it again. What you got? I have Neptune, as I've mentioned, um, almost exactly conjunct my IC and I don't have anything close. Actually, that's not true. I have South node on the, the ascendant, um, not planet. I know. Um, and then I have Jupiter in the seventh house, but I would say it is probably not considered angular, but I would still say it feels uh, like it's present. Yeah. I think the Neptune one makes the, the most sense of kind of just feeling like I, I'm not sure, like I'm always trying to create or always unsure of like where I'm coming from, if that makes sense or wanting to be feeling like that is often misunderstood or that that is what is most important for me to, um, communicate to people and that that misunderstanding of where I'm coming from creates a lot of the tension in my life imagined or literal. And I also think just having it's in Capricorn. And I think, um, I probably required much more discipline and structure in my life than I was given that would have very much been like, it's something that I'm always trying to like create for myself, but was not instilled in me necessarily, but still feels like it's, I don't know. Yeah. I think that I see in particular the fourth house can, cause I think a lot of the times online, it will be like, this is absolutely how you grew up, you know, no questions asked where I think it can reflect the things 
that would have been off, uh, nice for a foundational space for, or I don't know, not to make astrology always like, was it this or that? Cause I think sometimes that, that can come up where I, I'll see it a lot for Scorpio people. I see where I'm like, so did y'all, did y'all get into the weeds and share a lot and go in depth or were there a lot of secrets kept? Like, you know, like that's mm-hmm. usually like what I tend to see when I talk to people with folks with lots of Scorpio stuff down at the bottom. And I've heard both and I've heard both. I've heard like, yeah, we are the house that walked around naked and there was, you know, and we are very intimate or yeah, I don't know a fucking thing about my mom. <laughs> like, and, and I, and I will never will. I always think those fourth house things are, are trauma related, whether it's like, obviously not, not all of them are like abuse or, you know, it doesn't have to be trauma that was intended to happen upon you, but, um, you know, feeling responsible for your parents' divorce or something like that, that might not have anything to do. Like maybe your parents told you a hundred times that it wasn't your fault. And that's why you're like, why would you say that if you're, you know what I mean? I don't know. Cause mm-hmm. I haven't been through that, but I'm using it as an example. It's like, it becomes traumatic, even though it wasn't intended for it to be that way on you. And I think that fourth house stuff is really the stuff that gets kind of deeply ingrained. And that's why I do think it is foundational for our careers. Cause it kind of Absolutely. teaches us again, behavior, but in the most public sense and in the least, like the most detached, the least like touchy feely mm-hmm. place, I would say in the chart is that 10th house where it's like, you're, I mean, it's also your public persona, but again, it's one of those things like on Instagram or whatever, there are definitely messages that you get from people at a, at a certain point of, you know, when you get a certain number of followers, it doesn't have to be a lot where people make you uncomfortable, but it's like, yeah, well, I was sharing something on here, but it was like, this was supposed to be like a detached version of it. Like, even if I said like, had a bad day, but felt cute or whatever, if you're like DMing me being like, oh, tell me about your day or whatever. That's fucking weird, you know? So it doesn't, it is like still supposed to be a kind of far away from that more intimate space, um, the 10th house, I think. And so I do think it's like what you were saying, like how opposition's color like what something is in a way. Absolutely. Well, and it's also like how I would say too, in that those specific kinds of like career interactions, one, it's like, what are you striving for is inextricably related to where you're coming from, whether or not it's that far apart, it might not be that all that different depending on what you have on those angles or what those signs are, but it still is like, I don't know how, how do you go about your career? Are you really rigorous and ambitious about it? Because that's something that was instilled in you, or do you go the opposite way and you do this, or do you pursue it with the same vigor that someone else in your family did? Because that's what's instilled with you, but you don't necessarily go after the same quality of career or the same sort of thing. Maybe you really want a robust, you know, uh, like personal social life that was important to you versus the more money, uh, accolades kind of, of Avenue, but that's going to absolutely be related to, again, whether traumatic, untraumatic, whatever, like how you go about doing that. I think behavior is like the best one. And it's like, why, how, and why you do what you do. It doesn't mean it's set in stone, but it is something that was like built. You can always like knock down a house and rebuild, but usually you have to go like that happens when you go, Oh, like this foundation is, is bad. And you can't, 
foundationally destroy your natal chart because that is not uh, like a literal house, but you can look back and go, oh, that's like a pattern that's ingrained in me. That's that was because I probably needed this and wasn't given this. So I can kind of supplement and, you know, do that. I also, that just mm-hmm. set off for me. It's like unclear, unclear responsibility is absolutely a, the most defining theme I would say in my life of, of not Ooh. knowing when it is my responsibility, when it is someone else, what wondering whose responsibility is this, who, who is in charge of stepping up and taking care of a thing, all of that kind of stuff, I think has colored more about how I, how I interact in the world and feel about myself than anything else. Whoa. Well, uh, just off the 10th house stuff too. I think a lot of the things y'all were saying, just make me think of your path, whether that's career or otherwise. And I think some, so many times it gets so literally loved into the job you should go out, out and do in the world. Cause that's, people want to know that sometimes, especially with astrology, if it feels like you don't know what, but I think what's happening in that 10th house space can, at least thinking of my airy stuff, it's like, well, I do want to be able to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. So I guess jobs that do that, no matter really what the job is. And then even thinking of, of the mediator flip, it's like, yeah, I don't want to be a mediator. I would just like to like, snuggle and kiss at home and do Libra stuff. Actually, I would, I would much rather do all the other Libra things than that one thing that seems to Mm -hmm. be very tied to Libra qualities of diplomacy and keeping scales and whatever. So I don't know. I think you can rewrite that story, rewrite those stories too. Having a harmonious home, a diplomatic home, a kind, like a kind, respectful, polite exchange home with the people that never heard of it, I think is different than I'm responsible again. Like I am the, you know, and thinking of that, you know, a ascendant descendant line, horizontal division of the horizon, thinking about what is above it is visible. What is below it is internal thinking of then the fourth house being the structural of the things that we internalize that then like build us again, planets or not, it is still the, like the, the lowest, most, I don't know, fundamental part of us. Um, something that I liked in this Robert Jansky pamphlet book, uh, too, that applies to all of them, but I like this in this conversation of our path forward. Cause I also think of the houses themselves, those angular houses as kind of like the, the antidotes and the pathway to, to each other. We've talked about this a lot with the descendant, especially of that being like, here's what you're putting out, but it's because we're, what we're protecting is back here. What we don't want people to know about us or what we're afraid or what we feel like we're lacking, what we're maybe calling in, in a person that, and I think that fourth house, 10th house is definitely like that of like, what, what do we feel we need to leave the home to get versus what was available to us at home. And, um, this passage from Robert Jansky, uh, selected topics in astrology, uh, each house has been called an quote unquote area of life with which we must deal with in some way. Symbolically, the houses indicate how this unique individual represented symbolically by the horoscope deals with experience and his environment. However, what, how, What each house really represents is some need that must be fulfilled by each person in the process of everyday living. To be a matured and fulfilled person, we need to satisfy all of the 12 basic needs represented by the houses. 
And I just liked that of it being like what you're the everyday living of it, but also the, like, you are also a product of your everyday environment. And so to kind of both step into that and see how to use your structure, but also be aware that like, if you got yelled at every day to take your shoes off, but you are not a shoes off person. And you now know that you step timidly into a doorway and kind of go like, is this okay? That that is both like significant of what you need, but also that stuff that was like put on you and not yours. So I think that that like, and is a constant everyday process of, of experience and context and I don't know, movement and also interaction with everyone else too. So yeah. Okay. Can I throw a random, I didn't tell you guys beforehand, why am I like this? Yes. Why am I like this? Okay. This is, it'll be quick and you can use the angular houses if you want. I already know I'm wrong. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> I, I live in an area that has a really bad parking problem. And my neighbors that live in my building every week, they put their car there's one specific curb that can fit two cars but they just park one car in the middle so that later on they can move up forward and put the other car there like whoever gets home later or whatever but a lot of the time the person gets home early enough so they just take two parking spaces they never move their car and like that person ends up parking somewhere else and so a lot of the time like it doesn't get used fully and they're just kind of saving a space for someone that doesn't need it um so today I got back home from doing something and it was like pretty like we had street cleaning so that side of the street was completely empty and it was pretty early so I just parked like a dick in their in their spot or whatever in that spot that's two and I did not leave space for anyone else I'm not going to use it. I don't, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to leave it forever either. I know it's a bad thing to do. I just want to like teach them a lesson, like, because they do it all the time and all the neighbors hate it. And if we all just took what we need, instead of saving a little bit more for later and wasting it, maybe there would be enough room for everybody. Anyway, why do I, why am I like this? Why do I feel like they're not going to learn from it? Why do I feel like I have to teach them a lesson? (laughs) Well, Well. I do think you have that (laughs) angular Mars in the 10th in Aquarius, which I think is, is that like, I think also fixed is like teach a lesson. It's not change the situation. It's like a taste of your own medicine, which is very much like the same, but, but opposite, but it's also like, how would you like it instead of going, Hey, you know, you do this and it bothers me or like, Oh, that's oh, been gonna, said. Whatever. It's also been brought to the neighborhood council meetings. Like it's gone, like, absolutely. It's gone like far. And it's not me that also goes to neighborhood yeah. council meetings about this, but I don't know. I also just feel like I did something bad to like, I lowered myself to their level to like, nah, not help. Okay, nah. Anyway. I also think it's the, like, um, I think that tension between Aquarius and Leo going, it's what's, what I'm trying to move away from is centering myself or my personal needs. I'm trying to make everyone else's needs more paramount, but also sometimes you just have to park and you, for you to have gone out of your way for these people who never go out of their way for anybody would have been so much more at your detriment or cost or whatever, where it's like, they can walk one time. Therefore, I like, did. It's also, there's plenty of parking yeah, it, or there would be if people didn't do that. 
they yeah. I did get to see them come out and see what happened and and that was like it, it gave me anxiety like it didn't make me feel good but I also like weirdly rewarding because I'm like yeah now you know what it fucking feels like every yeah. time I come out here and there's not a parking space but you have plenty of room it's wild Stevie why why do you think I'm like this well there's a few things that are popping up to me when I see your chart first what what you just said this last sentence is very Venus first house too it's living it's as a Taurus living by the values of like and the anxiety of like yeah like I'm just doing this to like it's does it really feel good? I don't know, but I I relate hard to that. Where it's like this might stress me out. I'm also someone that has thrown like tea, like tea loose leaf tea into roommates' dirty room. I don't. I've like I can get spiteful. Um, so I do think the the Cancer third house, Leo fourth house, those are our like those are our like harsh medicine. I feel like sort of signs too. That's like. Yeah, like, I don't even think you're going to see what I taught you or whatever, but here it is. And even thinking of third house cancer stuff, I know we're, you know, moving away from the topic, but I think that can be very like, just see and yeah, all the fixed angle, like angular houses. Um, I, yeah, I, I, and look, Leo, I see too. Sometimes you just got to do you. I think it is all those things too. I do. I definitely think the reason that it gives me anxiety and the reason that, because initially I was like, I'll just park normal there and show them what it's supposed to look like. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, they know what it's supposed to look like. And I think the thing is that I've worked so hard to not be like that all the time and to not try to just think of myself and not Mm -hmm. be selfish and to think of things in the way of like, if we all just took what we needed, like there would be enough or whatever. It's taken me so long that, like when I do something like this, it kind of feels like, ah, uh, like, uh, it is just me like being my core, like pixie, like, nope, mine. Well, well, I think also we're having this transiting Aries moon and Jupiter and, uh, in your 12th. And I think also like be starting, starting a little shit's okay. And, and I am like going to move it. I'm yeah, not going to like leave yeah. it there for days like they do. And I'm not going to keep it. And like whenever Scott gets home, we're going to switch it or whatever. Like we're, I'm not doing that. That To me, that's more complicated than just looking for parking when you get home. Yeah. Like, but to me, mm-hmm. that's like full on way crazier. But I, I just follow the instinct and did it. No, I think it's like all it's consequences for other people's behaviors and all these things. And it's it, it, it is like obviously you hold yourself to a different standard than these folks, which I also think is Leo Aquarius is fixed is also to me very like standard bearer of like this is it's fixed. There is well, no it's like if you're not gonna fix the problem, then I'm yeah. gonna just almost make fun of you because yeah. there is a solution. There is a there is a solution to doing all this. Also that Venus trining your Mars too is very, you know, you could just have your Joker moments. And that was, mm-hmm. that was yeah, one yeah. of the, well, and the <laughs> that like mirror too. I think that Gemini, you have that mutual, the mutual reception to Venus and Mercury and, and Venus in the first house, Gemini mirror energy of being like, I think it is okay. Also sometimes to like show people, especially if in, in this, this type of power dynamic and relationship, I think that that's like really the only kind of recourse you have. If you have mm-hmm. time to move your car every day at yeah. street sweeping, you don't need to save a space. Yeah. You have so mm-hmm. much more time. I don't know if it's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. some people's, you know, I, I had the, my new apartment. I had to talk to a, a, a 
person that lived there's friends doing laundry in our one laundry. Uh, like you know look people yeah. are lawless and in, uh, they just do whatever so you sometimes you have to be a bit of a bitch people do this in like the public spaces where they just get as try to get away with as much as they can versus how do we treat this as public space that we all have to use and there's always going to be pe- be people that go, well, it's, I can do whatever I want. Like this, this isn't like you said, lawless, I think is the word where it's like, well, it's everybody's street, everybody part. It's everyone for themselves. That's how some people see those spaces instead of going, oh no, I should regulate and, and, uh, you know, restrict myself to some degree because everyone has to park here. It's not my street. It's our street. You also have to assume everyone's dumb. Yeah. Also, that's my new default because I heard the laundry girl. Sorry, to, to, I'm looping in this. Why is she like this? Because I could hear her. She was slowly taking one piece of clothing from her car at a time. And then I mm. heard her on the phone go, oh, my God, I forgot to use soap. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which I was just like, oh, no. OK, I am. Thank you for clarifying. I we are most of the time just dealing with people who don't listen, don't think and um, and that's worked for them so far. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, also, I just, I don't know. That's another brand of like, of course you need to find someone's place to do laundry at. You didn't, oh, you I don't know. remember. So <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you haven't thought about like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a laundry in my building either. I'm not saying if you don't, you're dumb. You can use a friend's laundry. Just don't park. Don't trap people. I don't know. I it's a level blocking people in. There's things. That's also a once in a while. Like I have friends that have. I'm not going to be the in their house, and like I still wouldn't. I would ask once in a blue moon. I would never be like there every week or whatever. It's one of those things where it's like again Mm -hmm. tact behavior. It's all those same things. And in this situation, I also I don't think I'm right. I just know they're wrong. You know, (laughs) it's like there's a difference. Like I didn't make the right choice, but neither did fucking they. Okay, that's some mm-hmm. fixed stuff because I think fixed is usually right, but can take the L on like, I just wanted to do that. Yeah, I'll be a loser <laughs> like, just, for a day. Oh, and I was like yes. embarrassed, like getting out of my car because I knew my neighbors could see me. And I was like, I, I wanted to be like, I'm I not know doing this, this is wrong. I'm not like doing this for me. I'm doing this for you. Stop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're mutable and Cardo don't even know it's wrong. Hey, I got Scorpio <laughs> Mars. I get it. I've done it. We get <laughs> I'm it. I'm spiteful. I'm spiteful as fuck. I try not to be, but. It's in there. Sometimes it works. And also, I mean, fixed. I just like that as like, you want to fix something. It is very much like, okay, we're just removing it. It isn't about changing um, or or uh, like starting something new. It's about going like, hey, this isn't working. And until it's fixed, it's gone. Or whatever. like, I don't know. Yeah. Fixed is like very shoves the shoves your nose in the in the piss in the carpet <laughs> just some like maybe, yeah. maybe we'll see more in the next houses episode more of that yeah yes totally i think it's a good refresher and reminder especially like julia mentioned before i think houses do trip people up and uh right rightfully so but it's just it's just how we're dividing and slicing everything up but angular Everything's important, but Angular, I think, is extra spicy and important. Absolutely. So, yeah. Here we are. Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the, they're foundational. Extra. And, and your foundation matters. It doesn't mean that you can't build something no matter what the foundation, but what you can build based around foundations is going to change 
on the foundation. So uh, it would behoove us to be aware of what is foundational so we can make the renovations that we want. I know whenever we're talking about houses, it's just mm-hmm. rife with uh, opportunities to talk about <laughs> actual construction, but it is that where it's like, is that possible to make a doorway like that through this? Maybe, but what paint, other paint those you... little parking space number thing, the little parking space things on all the sidewalks. I have no problem with it. I, I park can't... normal. I'm a normal parker except for today. Yeah, that is a true. That is a thing that just needs to happen. There needs to be parking spaces painted everywhere. The size of the car. Because mm-hmm. people will, I think, go in. The, yeah, a car size and let well, people if, know if, how if many are supposed ticket, to fit. If you would get a ticket for it, people would do it. Yeah, I do. The the one crime I do make in parking is I will like park where the curb starts sloping a little bit. That's fine. As like long where as your wheels to driveway. As long I say as your wheels thing. are in the thing, that's in the California DMV. Okay. That is in the handbook. <laughs> it's you are there. If your back wheel is still in the curb, you're fine. Uh, but park, park respectfully. That's foundational to all of us having a good day, at least here in Los Angeles. Um, whatever your parking is, uh, regional specific to you, you know, everyone's got one. Yeah, I'll let waiting work in our, line at the bank or whatever the, yeah. yeah. Whatever, whatever it is, hey, be let that those those are found. I feel like those are still like angular things that are like that is the the setup for everything else that happens. So be being mindful and uh, it's real stuff. I think that's the thing is like these ang- like well, who knows? Maybe we'll get like our minds blown by the other clusters of houses, but all the other ones are can be so more conceptual where these feel like no this is like well this is some real and they're not that those aren't important but i feel like be kind to yourself because i think a lot of people are experiencing you based probably on your angles it was just reminding me to again forgive me for houses but thinking about like if you're taking a picture putting something up on a thing you're taking it from different angles but they're all having to do with like how do we show the limitations and structure of this room how do we show where the walls and the windows and the things are you can decide how you want to like decorate what this room is going to be used for those feel like the cadence succeedant kinds of of conversations but we're all looking about like what is possible within the realms of these you know four walls however our chart uh, while our chart isn't like structured that way it is still you know whatever i'm just saying the same thing over and over again i would well, like we to. love and we love it that's love neptune it. on the ic mm, don't we son? sorry never stop um i can't couldn't if i tried uh <laughs> <laughs> check your check your angles work your angles um we love you thanks for listening we'll see you next week bye bye Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast, on Twitter at what's YR sign underscore pod, and TikTok at what's your sign podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us, what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Logan, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.